What's up, everybody? Another episode coming with you. I'm Aaron. This is Mark. And I'm Steve. Oh, we're going OG. <laughs> Had to look at it before I apparently forgot how this say. worked. Well, yes. I'm, not, I'm not used to this intro. I'm used to the old intro, know. you know. Hey, I, I haven't got this yet. Change cool. The OG yeah. is back in yeah, the house. As you can see, you got the, uh, got the, uh, the co-creator yeah. back in the chair. And, uh, you know, Mark's already relighting his damn cigar. <laughs> It's a for a first cigar I've ever smoked <laughs> in my entire life. It's a good one. Oh man, we used to do that all the time. Somebody drop ash and be like, "Man, I remember my first cigar." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Rookie moves. That's the old phrase. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this week got Steve back in the chair, and uh, he's back in town from his travels in the SEC. That's yeah. right. I'm excited um, to be here. Food tour 2020. Food man, tour 2020. yeah. The, f- the food stuff you're, you're, has been you're, you're not outrageous. you're not as big as I thought as I thought. Well, you'd no, be. I mean he's, he's pretty big though. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. It's uh, you know, it, so here's normally what I do is uh, at lunch I try to eat healthier. So breakfast I eat fairly healthy. Um, you know I'm I'm I eat in hotels a lot, so it's eggs, bacon. Sure. Um, so I don't eat a lot of junk at breakfast, right? Good. Start a um, healthy day. And then I'm so busy during the day, I don't snack a whole lot. Sure. So that helps. Um, you know, sitting sitting still and bored, you end up eating the stuff. A lot, you're not a lot of windshield to. time. You're just yeah. But well, no, I've, I've gotten used to the windshield time where I listen to audiobooks and the podcasts, sure, um, and things like that. And so it occupies my my brain, and I'm always on the go, so I don't snack, I don't graze throughout sure, the day. So you're That's always thinking. So you're not like- right. Just on autopilot. Exactly. Like, nom, 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 right. Nom. And then at dinner, that's where I'll go and find a barbecue place or tacos or right. a burger, you know, so, some really good burger. Get some SpaghettiOs. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that was an interesting <laughs> one. We, we were talking. I started doing uh, barbecue reviews mm-hmm. on uh, on my social media because I eat a lot of barbecue. Pulled pork sandwiches is one of my favorite favorite meals. No, you slaw on or slaw off? Slaw on the sandwich. <sighs> So I go, I go slaw on the sandwich with potato salad on the side. That's that's my meal. Yep. I love the pulled pork sandwich. So how, so how many how many pulled pork sandwiches have you had in the past three months? Seven years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the past three months, I've probably eaten at uh, over over under a dozen. I've probably eaten over a dozen barbecue restaurants. All right, so over what two state dozen. Are you? Th- yeah, what, so probably not over two dozen. What state right now ha- holds that title of best pulled pork? Wow. Central Barbecue in Memphis. It's pretty damn good. Is the best pulled pork sandwich I have ever had in my life. All right. And I've eaten a lot of I know barbecue. You guys were talking about that today. We spent all day. We do, we do need to like probably get back back on script and like yeah. talk about the cigar and stuff <laughs> in a second. I know we just instantly broke into oh, friends yeah. friends yeah. mode, which which of course we are. But um, well, we, so the story that you mentioned, you're, you're talking about SpaghettiOs, so. Yeah. I started doing uh, reviews on these different barbecue sandwiches, that. and I went to one restaurant, and the barbecue was very subpar, and I gave it a really bad score, and it's the only one I've done that I didn't tag the restaurant in, and I kind of regret not doing it, because I, I should be honest with all the reviews and, yeah. and let them know what I think, right? You're not going back. No, I'm not. Um, but in the review, I said the meat was fine, the sides were bland and watery, and the sauce tasted like SpaghettiOs. I mean, it did not taste like barbecue sauce. Wow. It was absolutely awful. Which is like super tomatoey or yeah. like acidic. 
Well, like SpaghettiOs. It tastes like a can of SpaghettiOs. Metallic-y. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that review. Yeah. I personally believe that barbecue, I understand you're a pulled pork guy, and I'm not. I'm a brisket guy and, and sausage guy. But pulled pork or, or, or barbecue has actually zero to do with the sauce. I wouldn't say zero. Zero. It, the meat, it's like it's it's like one, but it's like one less than one. The meat should stand on its own. <laughs> so zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> the meat should stand on its own, but the barbecue sauce stand on can complement the meat. Absolutely. So we take so, a little blue pill for. What's <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> it's uh it's very much like um yeah, it's very much like mustard. It should, like the sausage we today, we ate at Fassler Hall. Yeah. The mustard, the sausage needs to stand on its own. Right. The, the German sausage needs to stand yeah. on its own. It should be good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I fear for us tonight. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> um, but the, We're back, the mustard. <laughs> we are back. We got the band back together. Um, <laughs> the mustard can really complement the sausage. But yeah. if the sausage is, is ordinary, then yeah. the, the mustard can't fix that. Yeah, so like a couple of them, I've I've done, I've I've given them like a, an extra half a point for yeah. having like multiple sauce options. Sure. And it, but the sauce still needs to be good. It can't taste like spaghettios. That was just terrible. That's the one redeeming quality of the restaurant is they have a lot of table space. They did. Yeah, it was me and four other people in the whole restaurant, <clears throat> which should have been a sign. I probably shouldn't eat in there, but yeah. the pie. Ooh. Was phenomenal. Yeah, like so they got a little uptick for the dessert. So, Pecan, so half pie, lemon. Yeah. I did meringue. a. It was a chocolate pie. Oh, okay. nice. And I'm not a huge chocolate pie guy, but it was really good. That's is it, is old... it pecan or pecan? It's pecan pie. Okay. So, right. you, well, but, we're, you, we're, but you eat pecans. But we're not from. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it back because we're neither one. None of us are from the south, so it. Well, it is, I've spent more time in the south than I have yeah, anywhere. But yeah, but it's like I, I still call, call Coke pop. So, yeah, I don't call it pop anymore. Yeah, I still. I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I still say pop. Anyway, back on subject here. Subject here. So, so, so the subject from five minutes ago. Right? Yeah. So, so we're smoking tonight a uh, San Cristobal or San uh, Cristobal. San Cristobal, um, the ovation. This is um, probably. It's hard to say. It's my favorite cigar. Yeah. But it is definitely up there. Yeah. Um. It's a Mexican San Andreas Oscuro wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and filler, um, and it is just an absolutely spectacular cigar. And you want to inform everybody <laughs> where this is made out of? So it's uh, it comes out of the My Father factory. It's got yeah. uh, Nicaraguan binder and filler, um, and it's just a really well made cigar, yeah. really well yeah. balanced, um, fuller bodied, but it's just it's just great all around. Of the San Cristobal line, this is probably my favorite of that one, but it's not my favorite. Of the you know the Ashton umbrella, I'll tell you uh, that. But, th- but this one is the favorite, uh, the one with the bird on it, yeah. which, which I'm pretty sure I don't know if we smoked this one or not, but yeah, not wrong bird. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we smoked this one. I think we have, but I know we've also sm- uh, drank this beer because we have done the beer. We yeah. have done this one before, so we're we're doing uh, uh, Stone's Throw again. So thanks to them again. But we're doing the uh, S- uh, Stiff Station Special, which is an ESB, and we'll dive into that later on but we just lit these up all about you know yeah, an inch rep, in or so the and, wrapper on this is mm, beautiful and mm-hmm. i tell you i'm slowly but steadily falling in love with the mexican san andreas yeah. wrapper i mean that's just um 
I've been I've been on a kick of them for yeah. about a year or two. Oh man, everything I can get my hand on that's. I think that's at that, that point that may be more than a kick and and maybe more of a permanent trend. Um, but yes, I agree. This is a beautiful stick. Yeah. So, so on the road, I know you've been posting a lot of food. Um, yeah. I know you've been traveling. We spent the day at the horse track today. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee and Paula. And, Y'all doing and good. You and I. I um, did pretty well. Steve did awesome. He was really picking the horses today. <laughs> it was remarkable how many he I had today. I cheated. He, <laughs> well, you picking like chalk? What? I think I, some people would call that rock chalk. Jay I got a, a bet sheet, right? And and they said box the one four six. No, he didn't say that. The guy listed said, four horses in every race that he thought would be in the running, and and I would pick from those four. Um, and I would either do a trifecta or a superfecta, and I'd box it, and, and I hit like three four in a row. Yeah, you hit three or four in a row. Yeah. Get, some good, get some good green? Yeah, I mean, I, I did okay. I didn't like make a ton of money, but yeah. I paid for my trip down there, you know, yeah, well, all the food and, the and beer that we listening? had. So. Is the IRS listing? <laughs> it wasn't enough for the IRS, <laughs> trust me. I don't know, because I, I, I've said on the show numerous times, like, yeah, I went like three years without paying my taxes until I got married. And <laughs> yeah. I finally yeah. did pay them. <laughs> Right. So if they are, Mo they finally don't care. made him do they it. Don't care about, they yeah. don't care about us. Yeah, Mo, Mo made you pay the taxes. Huh? <laughs> we'll mark up another good thing about Mo. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's changed his life <laughs> tremendously. Uh, so, um, yeah, so we we had a good time. Then we went to Fastler Hall. We we, yeah. we really had a, it was great catching up with Kaylee. Yeah, good day. We we had a beautiful day. Um, so how's How's life been on the road, Ben? I know uh, you're getting used to it. Uh, this is what about third month, fourth month? Yeah, so I uh, I started November first. Um, I've been traveling since uh, the third week of of November. At, right, so right after Thanksgiving, I started traveling with Paul for a while, who was the previous rep. Yeah. Uh, moved to a new territory with the company, and, and then I've been on my own since yeah, January first. He, he's back home. Yeah, yeah back home in Arizona. Yeah. I know he's not listening to the podcast, but this is where I'm going to insert that uh, Manchester City was put on a two-year two ban, <laughs> two-year UEFA ban, and, and just go. So now we just have to get top five. We don't have to get top four to go to CL. Still not going to work. Still not going to so, work. So on the road. Um, oh, sorry. What's your What's your favorite thing about being on the road? I mean, I'm meeting people is probably yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so. getting to go into really cool shops, uh, meet a lot of really cool people, um, employees of the shops, owners of the shops, as well as customers. Um, you know, getting that interaction with people is one of my favorite things. Sure. Um, you know, there's days where I don't get to do that as much as I'd like to. I bet. Um, just based on sheer numbers of shops that I have to hit. Because um, I'm, I'm only in towns for a short period. I, I'm always on the move. So. And you got to hit X amount of shops in X amount of time, and especially in bigger, you know, metropolis. Yeah, bigger markets. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, you know, I'm in Atlanta a lot because there's a lot of shops in Atlanta. Um, but like most of my territory, I'm only in. I, you know, I'm in a hotel for a, a night yeah. and then I'm on to the next town. Um, there's a few places where I stay two nights or, yeah. or like New Orleans, I'm there for three nights. But um, How many shops are there in New Orleans? Uh, oh, you've got... Uh, Plus or minus 10? Is there 10? It's less than 10. You've okay. got... Uh, mine's got three... So mine's the big one, isn't it? Is it? I've not Mine's been down there pretty big. So my New Orleans route is not just New Orleans. Like I drive all the way to Lafayette okay. and back, and then I drive all the way to Fairhope, Alabama and back. And then I cover New Orleans. It takes me, you know, basically two days to cover that whole general okay. area. Slidell, Metairie, okay. all that area. So okay. um yeah, I mean there it's less than ten, like actually in New Orleans. Okay. 
So what's your favorite, uh, other than Central Barbecue, what's your favorite restaurant that you've eaten at? Kind of surprise pick. So there's a restaurant in New Orleans called Grigri that is one of the best meals I've had. Um, the chef, um, he's he's really well known down there. He's not as well known like worldwide, sure, um, or nationwide. But sure. uh, down there, he's a he's a superstar. Is he? Um, he's doing shows with like Food Network where they're they're out. Um, and they do some hunting, and then they come back, and he shows you how to prepare the meals and yeah. stuff cool. like that. And that's all in the works right now. What'd you have there? Uh, I had a pork chop that I it, I think is the best pork chop I've ever had. Really? Oh, it's it was great. Are you seeing like a mixture of high end shops and like neighborhood shops? What's it? Is it roughly fifty fifty, or one outweigh the other? Um, there's uh, more of an uptick of uh, cigar bars. Mm-hmm. Really? In in this market, um, so like bars that cater to cigar smokers, or a little bit cigar of both. shops that are turning into bars. A little bit of both. Okay. Um, you're starting to get a, a little bit of a different. Um, the the atmosphere of the shops are a little different. There there's a lot of shops that are more, um, almost like club style. Yeah. Um, and so the atmosphere in the shop is different than your like dre- standard like neighborhood. Dress code, yeah. coat, no hat yeah. kind of thing. Music, they bring in DJs every <clears throat> once in a while. Um, you know, it's higher end places. Yeah. Well, they have a uh, Cam Newton's is like yeah, that. Yeah, in, in, in Atlanta is like that. Yeah. Um, you're, you're seeing a, a bigger uptick of things like that in as far as new shops. Okay. Now, you've still got the great base mm, of, yeah. of your neighborhood the, stores. The old school yeah. shops. Or, yeah. yeah, so... I would say there's probably more of that style, but all the new stuff that's opening is kind of leaning more towards that so like, club style. So is it, will that affect, I don't know how to say this right, if your old school shops, neighborhood shops, that's where you, your box purchases are, your club style, that's just going to be Individual, two drinks yeah. and one cigar and you're that's yeah. the, done for the night then, pretty much, right? A lot so of times, yeah. I think that change, that's interesting changes maybe the way you sell or approach but but what you have to think about is these neighborhood shops you know a lot of them have been around for yeah 15 20 30 40 50 years right so those shops are are not going away right no they're cemented Um, into the community yeah Yeah. it's just the new shops that are opening so they have to get that niche that's not around yeah exactly um and and that changes based on the customer base right? Mm -hmm. right you know for the longest time uh nobody was making big ring gauge cigars yeah. and then there was a demand for it and so it's in the market now right and, and that i thought was starting to fade back and, it, and it's really not um it's it's still very uh relevant um it's not growing like it was yeah. for a long time but it, it's still a lot of companies are still making 60 70 and 80 ring gauge cigars yeah. That right. they weren't making ten years ago, oh, and we still have that ninety ring gauge cigar in my locker. Yeah. That, that we can smoke. I'm not Jeez. smoking that thing. <laughs> it's it's got to be terrible. It must. It, it's got to change the way you approach them as a customer, though, because you're they're, they're they, in a, in that setting, there's different cigars that those they're going to want. Like you said, it's it's going to change. Yeah, so. because what what's the biggest ring gauge cigar that you have? The Wizard, maybe. Uh, the biggest one we make is a six by sixty. That's yeah. we don't go any bigger than is, that. Is that what the wizard is? The, yeah, I mean, the, the uh, VSG. I don't think the wizard is a sixty. I think it's a fifty-four. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, we we a lot of our uh, La Roma de Cuba stuff is is going to be in a 
you know, 58, yeah. 60 ring gauge. Oh, yeah, but you, they do have the, uh, was it XXL? Yeah, but you Yeah, just, the Papagayo. That's a, that's a really yeah, it's good a 62 one. ring gauge. Yeah. Those yeah. are good cigars, yeah. but you just don't play that big, super big ring gauge. No, no. Yeah. 60 is about our max. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and, and so the it, it changes the flavor of the cigar as you go up in ring gauge. Yeah. Right, because yeah. you're getting more you're binder getting so filler, filler and, yeah. yeah, versus wrapper. So there's a difference there, right? So and even um, you know a lot, all of our Nicaraguan stuffs made in my father factories, and uh, they don't do a ton of big ring gauge stuff. Uh, Papine is just not known for those <clears throat> massive ring gauge. Yeah, I think, I think you know, even the biggest he Cuban. has is the uh, with the 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 Jaime, probably the, the he's got yeah, a couple the, the double that are Gordo like fifty. Yeah, it's some sixties. They they do some sixties in their line, but for years he would he refused to make them. Yeah, yeah. you know for he the was longest a, time. He's a classic forty-eight cl- to fifty-two. Yeah, guy. Cla- yeah, that classic Cuban size. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah, all of our all of our newer stuff we offer in sixty ring gauge because there's the demand for it. Right, yeah. people want it, so yeah. we make it. We are. I mean, it, it is, and I don't know that that trend goes away. That there's going to be people who like big ring gauge. Yeah. And there's, Big range, you know, sitting next to Red tonight. He's a big ring, yeah. ring gauge guy, and he's always going to be a big ring gauge guy. And I know Big Dog is, and all those guys. But and and I I will occasionally, but I'm just not. So so you know, hotel, different hotel every night. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what what is you uh, you know hotel wise? Are you settling into the the night of packing up and moving and and all of the not in your bed every night? How, yeah. How how is that adjustment going? Because that's so, a big deal. I know. I've uh, I've I kind of I stay in a lot of Hampton Inns. Okay. Because um, the rooms are the same at, at all of them, right? right. So it gives you um, a sense of norm normality. Yeah, yeah. So when I first started traveling with Paul. Um, I'd wake up in the middle of the night a lot, and I wouldn't recognize where I was. And I'd have to sit there for a second and just kind of gather. Yeah. And it wasn't scary or anything. It was just, just like sucks. trying to figure out, okay, where am yeah. I? Just take a second, you know. Yeah. And now I've I've gotten a little more used to being there. Okay, you're in a hotel. You know, the bed is familiar. The pillows are all the same, and all right. of them. So it's not as big of a, yep. a deal, right? I've gotten used to that bed. Yeah. So, it's funny that you say that because today I actually read a science paper saying that the first time that you sleep somewhere new, half your brain doesn't turn off. Yeah. yeah. So it always it's always functioning, so yeah. it's always in that mode of yeah. the fight or flight kind of thing. No, Steve and I talked about that, actually, yeah. when we were talking about that it's tough to be on the road, and sleep is one of those challenges, and that's why I asked this question, because it's if, yeah. if you travel on a fairly regular basis, one of the you, you have to trick yourself yeah. into getting good sleep because it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. Um, the other thing, like... Uh, when I'm home on weekends, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep late. Um, and then, you know, I make it up for four or five hours and take a nap and then try to catch up. Yeah. Just catch up yeah. on, you know, relaxing and, and, you know, you got to do laundry and yeah. so you have all these things you have to go do. Right. But you can sneak in naps here and there and yeah. really reset to all that. And, and it helps. Best continental breakfast. If you're staying at Hampton Inn, you know, that's always, but them or better or. No. Embassy Suites has the best breakfast that I've found so Is far. They made haven't a, made 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 order. Omelet. Yeah, they have an omelet station, and, okay. and that's spectacular. And everybody talks Ding. about. Oh, this is that's like the third one I've done already. Really? You, I haven't yeah, heard. Oh, yeah, you missed them. I had to see. Uh, I'm, I'm back to formal form. I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 
I agree with that. They the do this happy hour at like from five to six, where they get like free beer and wine in the in the lobby. In and the I'm, morning? No. Oh, at night. <laughs> We're talking about breakfast. Yes. Okay, you're right. They do this happy hour between five and six p.m. in the lobby uh, or, or the bar in the yep. lobby. Yep. And I, I'm never there. Like I'm always out yeah. at a shop somewhere. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever been back t- yep. to my hotel before six p.m. Yeah. Um, so I missed that part of it, but the breakfast is great. Great, yeah. Do you have to do you have to do a lot of like smoo- smoothing, schmoozing, schmo- schmoozing, 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 smoothing with the uh, with like different owners and everything. Right. Like take them out to to you know whatever hot restaurant is in town or whatever like that. No, it, it we don't uh, we don't like schmooze people. It's it's more on the relationship, right? Yeah. Like. Um, because I'm new, I'm spending a lot of time with people in Getting the shops. Getting more one-on-one just to, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, introducing myself to their customers and, you know, there's always regulars that yeah. they want you to meet and things. Yeah. Um, you try to get to know those people, right? And not from a, not from a sales standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you don't, uh, you, you kind of feel like you don't belong, right? Right. Um, so like when you work in a shop, this is, this is your base, right? Yeah. Everybody in here, you belong to this area. Yeah. When you hit, you know, eight or nine shops in a day, you don't necessarily belong to any one of those. Yeah. Um, and so you have to find those relationships in other ways to hit that aspect of your life. And so that's that's probably um, the 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 most different thing for me. Right. Is is how I interact with people. Because it's in such short spurts now. So you got to really work it. Yeah. Building those relationships where you had more time when you right. were in the retail space. Exactly. Longer. Yeah. Do you feel like you can't let your like true personality come out? No, I'm I'm a very uh, I'm a very open person. Um, you but know, like, if, but if, you like you know with here with Mike with Mark with Tim with whoever it's always like oh yeah and then you have a you throw out a your mom joke or whatever like that. Well are yeah, you, are you those on that, are a little different. Are you on your but I'm saying like are you on that level of joking and like cutting up with shops you've been to numerous times yet because they're, they're starting yeah, to get I don't, a feel I don't for do, you. I don't do mom jokes. That's, no, but you know, you know like, that's you know not I mean. appropriate. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, every shop's different. I mean, you go in some shops and and it's all business and that's mm-hmm. what they want, right? Because yeah. they're busy and. And they've got stuff they need to get done. And well, it so, just goes to reading the room. Yeah, you yeah. just kind of figure out the person. And, and it's not hard to do. I mean, you know, if you walk into a shop and, and the first thing the guy says is, hey, I got an order for you. Let's get this knocked out. Yeah, you're just all straight you business. You kind of understand, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you walk in a shop and, and you hand them a cigar and they're like, hey, yeah, let me light this up. Let's sit down and talk for a little bit. Then yeah. you kind of can tell, okay, this is a shop Good. that they enjoy the reps hanging out at, right? So you spend some time there. Um, and those, those are, there's a need for both of those shops, yeah, right? Cause yeah. I can't, I can't sit down and smoke a cigar <clears throat> yeah, you at eight can't different be at shops yeah, a day. Yeah, two hours at each shop. Right. Yeah. So, and, and every shop's different mm-hmm. with the way they function. So. Has that been the hardest, hardest adjustment for you or what's been the hardest adjustment going from the retail side where you, and you know, you're not unfamiliar with the cigar business. You've been in yeah. it for five, easily five plus years. What's been the hardest adjustment? Um, so the, the way you sell the product is very different. And, and that's been, that's been an adjustment because it's kind of what you said a minute ago, right? When I, when I have someone in the store for an hour or longer, um, 
you know, I can sit down and talk to them. We can talk about, hey, what kind of cigars do you like? Yeah. You know, and you can take your time kind of walking Build through, it. getting to know them and, and building that portfolio for that for that person. Um, now I only see these people every five weeks yeah. for most of them. Some of them are a little more often. But, um, you know, when you only see someone for an hour at a time once every five weeks, it's a little harder to, to break through that. Sure. Take you have to do that in a much smaller, smaller time. time period. So yeah. you're you're um, a, you're a big Office fan. You know that, yeah. that episode where Mike, where Michael has that like has that note card for each customer. Yeah, the color and like yeah. you know uh, <laughs> ask about daughter. You know how yeah. school doing. Do you have to like do you kind of rolodex that stuff into? All right, this owner is his sports team is LSU. I'll I'll bring up that they won the national champion. Blah blah blah. Or just kind of. Yeah, you just kind of make mental notes yeah. on um, on people, you know, and, and, and I've always been pretty good at that. I don't forget faces. Yeah. Um, and so associating the last conversation I had with a person to their face is super easy for me. Yeah. Names are a little different. That takes some work, right, to get someone's <laughs> name down. Sure. I'm not naturally talented to remember people's names. Um, that's something I have to work at to, yeah. to remember names. But um, luckily for me, it's the same people that are running the shops. Yeah. And so I can look their name up. Yeah. But as soon as I, as, as soon as I look that name up and, and see the person, something triggers, then it clicks. Yeah. And I remember that last conversation. Sure. Um, just and, word association. I mean, yeah. yeah. Kind of, you were remembering, I mean, people walking through the door here. There's yeah. a lot more people you actually had to remember in a retail setting yeah. with a lot, a lot less context right here than, than let's say, where you have ticklers and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah. So you just kind of associate certain key aspects with, with people and you just, you know, those are the kinds of things you bring up. Like I know this guy's a hunter, right? So we can talk about hunting when I'm there. I know this guy loves college football. So we're going to talk about, you know, how good his team's doing and how bad the Razorbacks are. Um, <laughs> you, can so, fill, you can fill in whatever sport you want on that. Yeah. Well, baseball. baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess baseball just started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just kicked off this weekend. Yeah. So I've actually already saw the uh, the first ejection from uh, from college. Already? Already. Wow. University, it was a kid uh, from the University of Michigan drew a line to show where the ball came inside and the Empire so I don't. Th- I don't think he drew the line where it was. I think he, he took a bad strike. It was it was it was inside and low, so he could just kind of step back and drug his bat. Ump, instant, out. This is a, this really? was a, this is the I think it was the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, tie wow. tie game. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a it was a it was a quick pull. What what the umpire said was that he said that it he yeah. drew. Yeah. Oh yeah. Drew yeah. where he said the ball went right here. Wow. <laughs> So oh, he got all up in his feels. <laughs> <laughs> There's two groups of people on the internet, and, they're, and one of them is the people who make snap judgments about overreactions <laughs> by over umpires. Yeah. The other uh, is group of people who p- post cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so you're in one or the other. Right, you're in one or the other. <laughs> Judge yourself accordingly. Yeah. Oh goodness. So. Well, you want to talk about the cigar? We're about to, we're through the first first. Yeah. Well, First, 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 third. I'm just. I'm gonna say sec- that again. I'm in the second <laughs> first. <laughs> so this is. Um, I mean, this is this is this is a great smoke. Yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, I think the last time I had this was actually. You know what? We did have this because I just remember we had it on uh, when we had Drew on. 
for our uh, tinfoil hat. We did the ovation? Yeah, we did the conspiracy night on that one. I remember one. that. Yeah. Right. So the next time you're on, let's not do this cigar. That was, it's just so good. That's because, that because Bigfoot got in your head and took That's it all right. away and is interdimensional. You're right. <laughs> I was abducted. <laughs> you both. Can you sit down fine? You both, you both are idiots. <laughs> I just want to get that on the record. I've said that both to you privately. There's like I'm 30, not going to argue. There's like 30 episodes of us. There's definitely. Uh, yeah, no. No, that's not the only episode. There's plenty of stuff to know that we're idiots. That was a very good episode. It was funny. I think he's a great guy. I enjoyed that podcast immensely. You you all are just. <laughs> I had this conversation with my wife the other day. We were talking about, uh, she was asking, like, do you see a lot of, like, Bigfoot stuff, like, traveling? You know, because I drive through stuff, some, yeah. uh, <clears throat> some rural areas, and you see it from time to time. But uh, I just asked her, I was like, do you think Bigfoot's real? <laughs> <laughs> so we had this whole conversation. And the answer can, was? Kaylee does not believe that Bigfoot's real. She she doesn't necessarily believe he's real. Oh, maybe maybe since she's an archivist, she's archived some stuff that she can't tell her, anybody. Her argument is she's that... She's top secret archivist. I never know. <laughs> her argument is that um, people in countries that don't have um, like social media and TV and things where, where it would be out like it is here... Yeah. Um, and these big conventions and stuff, they've had some sort of sighting or or interaction, and so there's a possibility that it could be real. But she's not; she doesn't say that. Yes, I believe that it's real. So, it, she doesn't. She doesn't say no. It's it's Playing not everything real. close to the vest. She can't say no. It's not real, but she doesn't say she it's says real. That <laughs> Bigfoot doesn't exist in Arkansas, right? I don't think she would agree with you. Okay. I okay. Fair you don't enough. think he's here? Next time we get together, I will have a conversation <laughs> with your wife. Bigfoot lives in my heart. <laughs> Explains why you have blo- low uh, blood pressure flow. <laughs> blood, blood, blood. <laughs> so back on the subject, talking about the cigars, since we're doing what we do best is not talking about cigars. Right. Um, no. Yeah. What you're what saying you before. Out of this, great. Aaron? What are you getting out of this, Aaron? So, I, you know, starting now, I'm getting a little bit more of the earthiness. Um, the, the cocoa aspect is kind of trailed off, get more of the earthiness, more of that leather that's popping through. Yeah. I'm not getting any spice um, no. out of this one. Um, Which is strange because usually when the San Andreas, I'm getting at least a little spice. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, kind of a lighter Oscuro co- uh, wrapper. Yeah. 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 It's got um, just a, a really smooth, like, espresso note to mm-hmm. it. Um, that kind of tones all that spice out, yeah. right? It, it it balances everything out. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, so, yeah, the leathery, the cocoa, the espresso. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's yeah. exactly it. I'm definitely getting the coffee um, for, or the, the cocoa coffee mm-hmm. in here. Um, like a little of the leather, and that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm liking it's, it. it's going to change again here in a, you know, a couple inches. Did you retrohale it? Uh, I haven't yet. Let me see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a lot of that earth, a lot of that that almost like soil smell, it, that that dirt. You mommy, you mommy, yeah. No, I mean, is I would it, say that. Is it American banana or world banana? Oh, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! No, it's okay. I'm not 100 percent sure why you can't call it dirt like the rest of the world, but that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of uh, coffee, I saw that you went down to a uh, Fidel's place. Man, he has built 
a phenomenal Was that your first time facility. today? No, I've been down there like three times. Okay. I was down there before you ever opened Oh, that's the right. Place. We were all supposed to go down there, but I, yeah. that was the week I was sick where we were both yeah. bad sick. I've been down there three or four times okay, now. Yeah. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. How about those tables? Eh, the table is probably the, <laughs> my least favorite part of the whole place. I mean, it's, you know. They're subpar you, tables. What, well, I can't know. decide whether it's the tables <laughs> or, the, or the wood trays. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the tables are great. We were talking about it's that beautiful. today when we were there. Uh, well, you did a, a phenomenal job what'd on you, those. Would you have the nitro? Did you have... I saw you had bana- like banana toast. Banana toast, yeah. That's that's my the the breakfast food when I'm there. Really? That, um, looked, that looked good. And then I always... I'm, I'm a big latte guy. Okay. Um, so I had a, a latte with... Uh, I don't remember what they call it, like uh, Dolce. Oh, Dolce Dos. Leche. Yeah, yeah the, Dol- Dolce Leche. Something yeah, the, like the, that. The, the, uh, caramel sauce. Caramel sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were like out of, caramel. Yep. They were out of the avocado toast. I'm not an avocado toast yeah, guy. Yeah, see, like, like, hmm. yeah, you can't, you can't. I tell you where they lose millennium stuff. I can. I tell you where they lose me is uh, with the egg. Um, it's like a runny yolk. Yeah. I don't do runny. Really? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. My eggs have yeah. to be fried hard or scrambled. So, like, you know, like, uh, like Eggs Benedict? Mm-mm. Oh, or a burger man. with a, with oh, a like soft... A far- yeah, like a farm I like the egg, but it's got to be fried over hard. Mm. Man, you're missing out. I just wow. don't like it, the runny it, yolk. Because then you take the toast. Nah, it's oh. disgusting. Dab. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. So a guy who doesn't like wet bread, I'm a little confused on your <laughs> position on that. The guy who doesn't, yeah. like, the guy who doesn't like wet bread, his favorite dessert is banana, is uh, bread yeah. pudding. Yeah, yeah go, it go makes figure. no sense. Go figure. I know. But uh, again, we said we can do a show just on my quirks, and it would take yeah. four hours. Yeah, definitely. You could not be more fucking wrong about over easy eggs. I don't know what it oh. is. I just uh, it's it's never been something that really? I enjoyed. Oh, um, I love eating like hard boiled eggs, the yolk, you know, deviled eggs. I love mm. those, but mm. for some reason, I don't like it if it's not cooked all the way. Mm. Mm. Like mm. my parents eat them over easy. I don't know how they do that. Mm. I mean, that, I've never done. I've never been mm. able to do like uh, sunny oh. side up, where it's still like, no. like oh, coagulating over. white. Yeah, oh. I can't do it. Oh. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> I eat a lot of eggs, but yeah, no, I love I love all eggs, and all eggs love you. I know. <laughs> What's not to fucking love? <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of like to talk about cigars for a second. Yeah, um, you and I before the show were um, uh, um, having a conversation that I think we should have on air, if if you don't mind, about the. Uh, the PCA. Yeah. And uh, you've heard Aaron and I's views on the PCA, and I'm, yeah. I'm super interested yeah. on what you, your take on that is. And, and, and we've touched on it before you became a rep. Has it changed yeah. your viewpoint? So uh, the, the, the big elephant in the room right now is, is the big four companies pulling out of the trade show. Yeah. Um, well, I th- isn't it five now? I know somebody else jumped on ship a couple weeks too that these are there was four at one time and then somebody else was it uh i haven't heard a fifth one i thought i was like, either i thought it was like nat sherman or somebody i i think well i mean what i refer to is the the first shot yeah, yeah. oh yeah the, the the first shot against uh, over yeah. the bow was that one so if you look at those four companies um davidoff is kind of the the outlier of that but um Drew State, which is Swisher International, mm-hmm. uh, General Altidus, they're very heavy with 
flavored products, yeah. right? And so when you think about that from how this legislation has been going and, and how they're getting grouped in with the vape companies and the advertising towards underage smokers, that's a problem for the PCA, right? So they've chosen to take the direction of this is a premium product that's not marketed to children. You know, you don't have a 17-year-old kid coming in here and spending $12 on a cigar. Right. Um, you know, they're looking for, uh, you know, three, yeah. four, five, six dollars Swisher Sweets yeah. and, and, and flavored things like that. Sure. Um, and so those those companies, um, from from what it looks like on our side, they don't feel like they've gotten the support from the PCA that they wanted on that specific on issue that of specific flavored, issue flavored cigars. of flavored cigars yes and you see a um, lot of bands that are coming out about flavor i saw one today which was which was specifically i think i don't know some city in california that was related to uh uh um uh towards banning flavored cigars yeah you see that those are those are very popular bands at yeah. this moment yeah, I mean, if you had to pick one aspect of the cigar industry that that fit exactly into what the FDA was trying to do, it, it's that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't think... It shoehorns into the uh, vaping sort yeah, of flavors exactly. argument. And I don't agree with it. I don't think that, no. that that's marketed to children. Um, no. Or whatever you want to, you know, underage smokers, whatever, however you want right. to say it. Teenagers. But, well, yeah, because um, you can't say kids anymore because it's now 18 as an adult but you can't buy tobacco yeah, as 21 so yeah, yeah so you, you have to change your terminology yeah so um it they they have not the pca has not fought that fight for them um in the way that they wanted them to and so sure. um it makes sense why they're not behind this move right sure now i don't think the solution is to to back out of the trade show and say well, you didn't play it our way, so we're we're going home. We're going to take our ball and go home, right? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what they're doing. Sure. Um, and, and you know, if that's the the route they feel is best suited for what they need to do, then more power to them, right? Right. Um, Ashton is going to support the organization that supports not only manufacturers but consumers and retailers as well, right? right. This is the organization that we have, right? So you can't make a change to the organization if you don't like what's happening. By just saying, well, I'm not going to be a part of it anymore. That doesn't right. solve the issue. Right. So, I mean, you're arguably, you yeah. know, maybe the biggest name that could be at PCA. Fuente and you. Yeah. yeah. Fuentes are in. Uh, my father's in. Perdomo's going. Uh, we're going to be there. Yeah. Padron I mean, will be there. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. most of your most of your family owned businesses or family owned manufacturers are still supporting the PCA. And we feel like they're our best shot at what we need to accomplish. Sure. Yeah. Well, and you look at the four who didn't. You have two of the big, con- the two big conglomerates. Yeah. And you have Davidoff. Well, really, you you've got three big conglomerates Davidoff. when you think about Swisher. Swisher, right? And then yeah, Davidoff is a very big organization. They're very not big. just yep. cigars. No, I mean they have absolutely. a they have a lot of aspects that I mean, they right. cover. They, I mean, there was their their footprint at the show was what. Like seventeen percent of the floor, or something like 18, that. Eighteen, I think. With yeah, this, it's, it's I think a good I amount. Eighteen percent. Drew stays the same way. Yeah, you but know? Well, and with huge. Drew, you know, it's just not those four. But with like with Davidoff, I'm not sure. But is it like 
Avo's not going to have a have a showing there. Yep. Camacho, yeah, none, none yes. of the Davidoff. I mean, brands. then with yes. yeah, then you're not going to have Acid. You're not going to have yes. Tabac. You're not going to have those are yes. all in one booth. Yeah, but I'm, what yes. I'm saying is like you're just not having that representation. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wasn't sh- all of that. I wasn't yes. sure if with the same 100%. thing with Avo and Camacho. Yeah, the way they well. do that is the Davidoff event, uh, Davidoff booth covers all of those brands, mm-hmm. and the the Drew Estate uh, booth yeah, covers everything all they the, carry, all, yeah. everything, including pipe yeah. tobacco and yeah. all the flavored stuff, as well as uh, the Liga stuff and and Underground. So the other side of it, w- w- with the episode, you guys talked about this. Your aspect, Mark, was that yeah. consumers are not, or I'm sorry, retailers are not showing up like they used to. No, there's clearly been a decrease in retailers at the event. Yeah, so the total attendance is down, um, but if you look at the reports from the last five years, um, the um, purchasing at the trade show is still on par with what it was when when there were you know way more people coming, more, way more retail shops. So I think what has happened um, since the FDA took over, and and there's now um, it's not like an exact. Uh, description on what we can uh, say is I, I think the way the law is written now like um, I can give product to a retailer um, to get a business transaction going right so a sample sure. cigar is kind of what they categorize that as or product testing materials is, is right. what we call it right? right so if I have a new cigar coming out I'm going to take that to my retailer and say Hey, this is our new product. Sure. I'd like you to try it. Sure. See if you think it would be a good fit for your shop. Yeah. Here's how we offer it. Here's one, maybe you know, one for each of your guys that that you trust to try the cigars that you want to bring in. Yeah. And that's the product I'm going to give you, right? So, right. in years past at the trade show, I mean, you'd come home with four or five hundred cigars. Yep. Right. That has <clears throat> been scaled back. Way back. You know, you may come home uh, if you hit every booth, you might come home with 150 cigars. Right. But you would be strapped for time to get to everybody. Right. Um, so the the people that were going to the show just for all the free, free stuff, stuff, right? And that's, you know, T-shirts and hats and, yeah. and just all this garbage they gave away. Um, that's no longer there, so those people are not coming, right? Right. So as a retailer, um, when I went, we actually had uh, a little bit easier time getting appointments with the people we needed to see okay. and taking care of business when we needed to do it, right? In a timely fashion, you're not having to stand there and wait because somebody's 30 minutes over on their appointment and yeah. now your appointment's an hour late, right? But the people who got free swag weren't necessarily taking up much booth time. Oh, I they were. Yeah, okay. So, because I saw those numbers as well because I, 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 I researched my opinion on this. Yeah. And it, and I question whether that purchasing was purchasing at the show or purchasing during the show time. That's the other aspect of it that is going to have to change. I, I read, I read that as more purchasing during the show time because my my take on that is actually the purchasing for the show doesn't happen exclusively at the show anymore. Correct. Because when I actually started purchasing at the show, you had to go. You had to yeah. go to well, the show to, to get to, the deal. To bring more retailers back in, are you going to? S- I mean, do you see manufacturers not doing their deals beforehand? And to and it's going to be like, if you're X cigar, well, you can come to the shop and like, oh, I'm going to run this deal, you I know, thought, before the show. But now it's going to be like, I'm only going to run it at the show, and you're it's kind of forcing the so I thought, the consumer's hand to go there. I thought Fuentes was the what is is the is the trick that they're going to 
or or had an interesting idea to try to encourage yeah. retailers to come to the show, which was we have a show special deal. And they did this back in the day, and I think they probably still do this. And they said, This we have a bunch of stuff that you can buy. I mean you can you can sit in your shop and order, but if you show up and allow us to tell you about all of our new cigars, yeah. there are three or four special deals you can take advantage of. And it's usually a special sampler that has some special one of a kind cigars yeah. or, or one of stuff. And that's what that's what Fuente's doing to try to encourage yeah. that. I think your point, and I think the point that I want to circle back on, and the part that you and I agree on, because we can talk about the retailer. Because right. I actually had two lines that I was drawing, and I'm making signals with my hands now. The, the part is the retailers are, are, are dropping, was my point, but the expenses were going up. Yeah, and it's definitely more expensive. It's more expensive. Right. But to focus on the part that, that I... I emphasize in my mind, which is they are the major manufacturer lobbying group. And this is my yeah. concern with this. Aaron talked about, I think it's PCE. PCA. PCA. Or no, the one that was this. In T- J- oh, TPE. TPE. Listen, they're all about vapes and flavors and all that stuff. Now, maybe maybe Davidoff and them want to go. I'm not going to use Davidoff. I'm going to use... Maybe Drew Estate and Swisher want to go there because they, they have more uh, in common with them. Yeah. But you all don't. No. And um, to be honest with you, PCA, they do represent your interests. Yeah. And I think, I hope that these first four are, are it's a long negotiation. And that's the part I encouraged Aaron on yeah. was... It's the first shot across the bow. There's a lot of discussion. I think your point about um, there's a lot of different interest within the industry, which is, I think is a really great point you make in understanding that all not manufacturers do not necessarily, nor should they represent, hold the same views because they have different economic interests. Right. Is a, is a fantastic point. And you guys offer an amazing high-end product. Um, at a good price, and you you have a lot of things in common with Davidoff, but you have a lot of things that aren't in common with Davidoff. You you know, and and that's something. It's a pretty diverse group of manufacturers. Yeah, to think that you would all share a view, is um, is a little naive. And this negotiation that it's happening in public is a little discouraging. Right. Because it shouldn't be happening in front of Aaron yeah. and I. You should be in the loop, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But you you more likely to be in the loop. What discourages me is it's happening a little bit in the public. It's showing weakness at a time when cigars should not be showing weakness. Yeah, I agree. We should be like a united front. And we should be saying, President Trump... Nancy Pelosi, whoever your hated rival is, I'm not going to talk politics on the show, but whoever you want to lobby, listen, we're serious about you doing no harm to us. Yeah. And we want, we, we vote, we contribute. Yeah. We're serious. And, it, and I hope they get this worked out, right? It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. So two things are going to have to change um, in order for, uh, the not just the trade show, but PCA as a whole to continue to operate in a manner that's at our best interest. Okay. Um, as in cigar smokers. Yeah. Um, so 
One is the the cost that's associated with the trade show is somehow going to have to be balanced somewhere, right? It's yeah. hit the cap where it's become a problem for some people. Sure. Um, especially small companies um, and, and even retailers. I mean, it's expensive to send, yeah. Yeah. you know, two guys out or, or, I mean, some, some people take four or five guys um, from their shops it's impossible. and it, it, it just, it's too expensive. Yeah. Um, so whether that's, you know, move the show somewhere that that's a little more economical or easier yeah. to get to or what, I don't know, but that part's going to have to change. And then they're going to have to change um, the deal that you get at the trade show. Yeah. You know, that's all companies offer these deals, whether you go to the trade show or not, it used to not be that way. Yeah. So this year there's a few companies that are trying to do a few things that change that. Right. Uh, I think Fuente's doing like uh, a specific cigar that you only can order at the trade yeah, show. I think three different samplers or yeah, three different cigars. Limited product that you li- only get at the product. trade show. Yeah. Some companies are offering, you know, you get free shipping on your entire order if you yeah. do it at the That'd trade show, right? So um, there's st- there's they figured that out in, in that it has to change. They haven't figured out how it's going to change sure. for the long term yeah. to, to make that difference. But it, it's going to have to change. Yeah. Um, to push people back into, hey, this show makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it needs to, um, from a retailer standpoint, not from a manufacturing standpoint, but from a retailer standpoint, um, it needs to change to where this show has some significance in um, this is when my voice is heard yeah. um, as a member of this organization. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be, instead of, you know, uh, uh, learning seminars on, on Friday before the show starts, um, maybe that's when we need to hold some sort of meetings um, and, and have some votes on how this all should work, right? Yeah. It's just like the, the uh, cigar con that they were talking about last year, right? Yeah. So they just presented that, just, hey, we got some exciting news. Here it is. And that's when, all right? hit, that's when everything hit the right. fan. And so not only were manufacturers upset about it but most retail stores are not happy about that right um it's not the the trade show is a lot of fun um as a, as a retailer but it's a lot of work and you know this you've been there I, I agree with you i don't agree with you on the cigar kind of thing i don't think this was that big a deal it was poorly done well it's not that it was it's, not dropped on manufacturers for the record it was not dropped on it was on some was not dropped on the major ones. They, the PCA <laughs> but, said that, and the major fan manufacturers said that. Well, again, it's it's like what you said before. You know, that's a conversation they should have told them behind closed doors. They did, and not in front of everybody at the same time. They well, said, what they should have done. They said they did. It shouldn't have been just um, the way they did it. Um, so, literally, we showed up for the trade show. Um, and I was a retailer at the time. I know. We showed up at the trade show. They didn't they said, talk to you guys. Hey, we've no got question. some great news. Here's what we're doing. Instead yeah. of saying, "Hey, this is what we're thinking about." Sure. Let's let's discuss it now. Let's let's decide if it's a good idea. Sure. Yeah. Or uh, they just came to it and said, "Here's what we think. This is how it's going to run." Sure. That's it. Um, sure. And so that aspect I think needs to change to where your voice is heard, so that you have a reason other than going and buying product okay. to go to the trade show. I, and, and I understand. And you and I did not talk about Sargar Khan when it came out no. in public. We did in private right. a little bit. And you and I had a completely different take on this. Yeah. And, and we probably should have talked about it on the air. But it was poorly wrote out. 
and, and PCA admitted that on the air. I don't know if you heard Rob's podcast on that, where the guy from mm-hmm. PA, PCA said poorly rolled out. So yeah, it's, it's impossible for they they should have they shouldn't have rolled it out the way they did. No no denying that they did not spring it on the manufacturers because they and and so and this is I mean we can dwell as far down in this as you want. PCA is a manufacturer's organization. I know the retailers pay, but the manufacturers pay way more. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's a manufacturer's thing. The retailers pay their part. I'm not saying there's not, but there's a million little voices, and there's there's 500 big voices. Yeah. They cleared it through. There, I w- I'm, I'm not going to talk about Ashton because I'm not, but I'm going to say Drew Estate. There's no way that Drew Estate didn't know about that beforehand and didn't have enough of them say, okay, because they they weren't going to risk that. Right. Having said that, it was it would be a great class on how to not roll out a night. Yeah. <laughs> I could not agree with that more. But none of this, and I want to be clear on this, my take, none of this has anything to do with that. This has everything to do with what you talked about on that first thing. It has yeah. things to do with big economic drivers right. within yeah, their this companies. this specific thing, yes. Yeah. And I, I think this may be symptomatic of how they organizationally manage, maybe. It's um, things like this always make me nervous that they they don't, they're not listening. That, that yeah. concerns me, especially in organizations that have so many stakeholders. Yeah. Because listening for them has got to be hard because they got so many voices. They have... You think about it, they have, even if we're going to talk major stakeholders, they have the manufacturers, of which there are probably five or six subgroups. You have premium cigars, like, I'm not, I'm not using that as a generic term. Right. I'm using that as a, like you guys. Right. And then they have, um, you know, medium cigar, quality cigars, well-made cigars, they have lower end cigars. They have flavored cigars. They have a ton of different cigar manufacturers. So yep. they have four or five groups there. They have mom and pop retailers. They have big chain retailers. They have online retailers, right? Yeah. They have cigar bars. That's four retailer groups that I'm just coming, I'm just, I'm ticking off my fingers, which isn't helpful on a podcast. <laughs> but we now have eight subgroups of people who have distinctly different business needs. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's herding cats. So if they're not listening, that's herding cats. And if they're not listening careful to those eight groups, which CigarCon leads me to believe that they struggle, were struggling with mm-hmm. at that time, um, that you can't do that. You can't do that anyway. Yeah. It's a challenge. If you're not listening, one group's tough, yeah. eight groups yeah. impossible. So, and my point with with the the cigar con deal was that's symptomatic. Well, no, it, that's the the kind of things why attendance at the show is no longer what it is. Um, the deals are offered out, outside of people that come to the show, and then things there's like no that. Value. Yeah, there's no value to the to the retailer to come to the Steve, trade show. Steve, I could not agree with that point yeah. more. That, that was my point about why I think the retail attendance is down. Now, your point about swag is an excellent add-on to that. Because when I was going, 
seriously. We went with two of us. Sometimes we'd buy two extra tickets and we'd go with four of us. And I'm uncomfortable because my industry, we do conferences and I've sat behind the table and I know how hoardish, yeah. like, like locuses, some of those <laughs> conferences can be. And it, it <clears throat> makes you uncomfortable behind the table. I'm just uncomfortable personally. Other people don't. It's part of the gig and I get that. And it's just Mark's quirkiness. So I don't go to every booth and ask for cigars. Yeah. I want only the cigars that I want to try, right? I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the event, is it set up now? Suits Mark's needs perfectly. I would like to try the cigars that I would like to add to the shop if I yeah. owned one. Um, but that's not the way it was back then. And we would come back with over a thousand cigars. Yeah. And we'd hand them out in the shows, shop and try, try this. I, I think your point, and I think one of the interesting points you make is the question really is, is Vegas. I understand why we went to Vegas. It was a big deal because the first year that I went, it was in Vegas and then it moved and there were people who complained. Now my shop manager loved going to New Orleans, which was the shop where the place I was at the next year, but you can't smoke in New Orleans anymore. No, that's the biggest issue. That's the problem. Yeah. Vegas is really the only major convention center in the free states of America, and hear my political disdain in my comment, <laughs> where you can hold a conference where you can smoke. Yeah. Which, for the record, if you're going to have a premium cigar event for retailers and manufacturers to discuss about sales of cigars, seems like a necessity. Yeah, I agree. And so I would love to see them. Listen. I walked in here last night, and some guy pointed at me and said, Welcome to the shop, Las Vegas. I understand that <laughs> I am Las Vegas, not just because of the shooting. Because I've been to Las... I was married in Las Vegas. I've been... I love Las Vegas. Yeah. So I understand that. I think the event needs to move from Las Vegas. Yeah, It's I a agree. shitty cigar environment. It's the driest place other than Phoenix <laughs> in America. <laughs> and it's horrible on cigars. It's expensive. And there's, there'll be two or three other conferences. There'll be a porn conference and a, an electronics conference. You have trouble getting a room. Restaurants yeah. are expensive. It's, so, it's hard on manufacturers. So was it last year or the year before? All you heard was porn conference. No, no, no. No, yeah. no it's funny because <laughs> last year or the year before, my conference was going on at the same time as your conference, which which was... Uh, what is your conference? Uh, uh, the, uh, the APP, the Association of Professional Piercers. So you got to see... All, I mean, the big suspension artists, scarification, tattoos, stuff like that was going on at the same time. It was either the same time or they overlapped or it was right after. So it was. I mean, you, you have multiple conferences at the same time in the same, in the same area. Yeah. It just went, yeah. So I'm not going to disrespect those <laughs> folks who have – that's a perfectly legitimate conference, so I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> I'd point out that you don't actually have a job in that field anymore. Not anymore. No. Okay. Okay. Um, but yes, th listen, Vegas is a great conference town because yeah. people like going there and it drives a lot of business. But the fact is, it's expensive to go there. Yeah. Our company does moved a lot of our, our like Optum or our company events out of there because it didn't make sense anymore because it's expensive. Well, where would you move yeah. it? Somewhere centrally located? Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, Kansas City, Nashville would no. be a great option. I, Kansas City, Kansas is one of my favorite places to go. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it would be a good yeah, spot. Yeah, I mean, to I mean put Super Bowl it. champions in, out, out of Kansas. It's centrally located. <laughs> yes. Um, it wouldn't be that hard to get in and out of. Right, as long as it had a big enough airport, it's yeah. a great place. Yeah. Centrally yeah, exactly. located is a big deal. Yeah. Las Vegas is not a hard place to go to. It's no. just expensive. It's expensive. Well, what That's if they the just problem. treated it like uh, the Super Bowl? I mean, a different location every year. Well, they used to do they that. They used to do it that way. It, was, it would be Orlando, and it would be in yeah. not, New, New Orleans. Orleans. Or, I mean, yeah. or, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, Atlanta is huge. Atlanta can do it. Yeah, Little Rock, geez, one terminal. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but Atlanta, Miami, I mean, hell, the, 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 the Miami's the, not easy to get to. Well, no, but I'm saying, Miami's but, worse, but if, yeah. but if you yeah. want it to be a cigar oriented consumer base trade show, I mean, Miami the is the hub for that. The issue is the smoking. The smoking is the big deal. It has eliminated so many places that you just can't, they will never have another trade show in New Orleans until that law is changed. Yeah. Yeah. It just will they not happen. They would love to have it in New Orleans. The they only reason, New Orleans. The only reason they got to have it there that last year is because that law didn't go in effect. They had the show booked their, way their, before that. Their grandfather did. I mean, that was there like two years before that, yeah. right? Yeah. So they had to give them a special exemption specifically for that trade show. Right. Um, so it, it just it's a huge hurdle um, that all these places have um, put these smoking bans yeah. um, in these facilities, and it's not even... It's they do not give you the option of, hey, we'd like to have the show here. We'll pay for the fee to have the place cleaned or, you know, replace carpet or whatever it is. That's not an option anymore. Yeah. Right. So that's what they used to have to do, is you know, pay for the facility to Clean. revamp. Yeah, yeah. To have the whole place vented and 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 whatever was needed to be replaced was yeah. was taken care right. of. Right. That was just part of the expense of the trade show. Yeah. That's not an option at this point. So it, it's a huge hurdle. The only reason we get around it in Vegas is they put three slot machines in the corner and, and put some ropes around it, and it's a gaming area, right? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Cheat the system. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's a uh, it it's going to be hard to move it. Yeah, it's going to be hard to move it. Well, are you ready for your first uh, PCA as a retailer or we'll, as a as a whatever? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> The other the other thing that that could take effect is they could change the time of year. Um, I mean, Vegas in July is not great. Yeah. You know, last year it was all right before the Fourth of July. That's a busy time for a lot of retailers. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. It's to a just, busy time for Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I guess Vegas is busy year round though. So no, um, I mean it is. You know, the funny part is June is a busy time for Vegas because it's the World Series of Poker. Yeah. So. Um, July is not quite as busy. You can get out of the yeah. World Series poker slot. Um, the poker tables have come down, and, and it's. I'm going to let you in a little secret, Aaron. I know you're not a big Vegas guy. It's it's hot as hell out there in July. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I the second time uh, Paula and I went to Vegas was on my birthday, which is July 7th. Um, in case you're, uh, you're wondering what to get me, um, and it was. <laughs> it's 72 in the casinos, but it seriously. Yeah. It was like it was it was like yeah, I mean, 112. You sweat. Yeah, if you're outside, you sweat for about five and it's minutes. Dr- and it's then, dry air, but you still sweat. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's that so, hot. Yeah, but um, so you know, there's some advantage. They used to do it later in July. It feels like, yeah. and now they've tried to move it. Yeah, they up. They moved it up, right? Yeah, they, used, but, they used to do the electronic thing like in June and July, and you go, why would you have an outdoor electronic music <laughs> yeah. festival or everybody's dropping ecstasy? But that's another thing. But it, it, the problem is you've got 
TPEs in January, and then TAA. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it's in this time period. Yeah. Um, so it, it it creates an issue of when you can do that. You can't move it later because now you're into the busy season for yeah. for cigars, right? As you get closer to December, the busier it gets, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it needs to be in enough time so the orders will take effect. So it'll be exactly be there. So it it just it's it needs to move location. It needs to move time of the year and then it needs to have some sort of incentive to for the retailer to yeah. to go and they got, am, they're gonna have to figure that out and i think this is the point that i was trying to make last episode which is i'm pulling for the pca to get this figured out and yeah. i'm also pulling for the pca to pull this out of the public yeah because we don't actually need to know this yeah and i know that the reason that the the shot across the bow was made so that um to put some pressure on the pca i understand why yeah, things exactly. go public i'm smart enough on that but um this needs to come out of the public eye and they need to negotiate behind and i told aaron this at the time and doug and we talked about this um there's i'm sure there's calls all the time on this and they're trying to figure this out i wouldn't be surprised at all if everybody's back and not happy, super pissed at each other, but everybody's back at the trade show. I wouldn't be surprised. I would also not be surprised that these four or five, according to Aaron, or eight sit out this show and are back next year because things yeah. get worked out, the shot is, is heard and fired, and the changes that are necessary are made. But I don't want to discount the importance because there's nobody else that's, man, that's lobbying in the interest of the manufacturers like PCA does. Yeah, I agree. It was back in the day. It's true today. Yeah. And if my concern is if we weaken them to the point where they don't have the ability to lobby on our behalf, my question in this time where every third article on Half Wheel is some new piece of legislation in some small, middle, large, federal yep. state some new proposed legislation, increasing the age, planning flavored cigars, no more public smoking, whatever it is. Who is going to fight to make sure that, that we, we continue to have the right to yeah. smoke cigars? And the answer is no one. Yeah. CRA, I'm a big fan of CRA. CRA, we need to pump up. But CRA is, is, is a small player in this big world that PCA is a big player in. Yeah, I'm all for CRA. I'm yeah, not I'm against you. them. I think they're a big. I think they're a big part of what we can do as individual smokers. But I don't think that they are the big wall that the PCA is. So the the one I was thinking of that was fifth, and I, I guess they retracted. But uh, AJ Fernandez is going to exhibit. Originally they weren't, but now they are. Yeah, there's a bunch. Well, Perdomo was on. I know. I know there were comments where Nick was debating. Mm -hmm. um, and Nick is a very serious businessman, and it's one of the things I respect most about him. He, he's very careful and thoughtful, and um, he was uh, was rumored to be on the fence. I'm sure there were a lot of people who were on the fence. Yeah. There's a lot of people who were concerned, as I Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it's this is a bad time to be divided, you know? I mean, we, we're in the midst of the biggest fight we've, we've ever right. faced as far as the FDA goes right yeah. as far as legislation goes in general. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not a time to be divided in two groups who's going and who, and who's not. Right. Right. Um, you know, we should be more unified than we ever have to fight for what we all yeah. love and we're not. And that's right. the problem. One of the stories we considered for tonight for the cigar story of the week was Pennsylvania 
proposing a law which is apparently passed one side of their legislature and not the other to ban all smoking, including in cigar shops. That's that would be the first state to do that. Yeah. There's including in cigar shops. Yeah. No. Because Illinois it's banned crazy. it in in casinos, so mm-hmm. that that's not the first state to ban casinos. I've been I've been I lived in the great state of Illinois for a long time. Was unable to smoke in casinos, cigar shops. Yeah, that's a big deal. There's a city that was also proposing all public spaces. So there's California did that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which which city it is or which town or whatever they call yeah. it, but yeah, there is it. It's not Hollywood. What is it? Beverly Hills? Yeah, Orange County. No, it's not a county. L- it's, L- it's, L- it's Beverly Hills where you literally are not allowed to yeah. smoke. You are not allowed to purchase a tobacco product yeah. in that town. Yeah. That's so, a big deal. That yeah. is not... You're talking about grown adults are not allowed to make a decision on whether or not they're grown up enough to smoke a cigar, a cigarette, anything, whatever it is, yeah. right? Take... Take the divide between cigars and cigarettes out at this point, right? right? That's like saying, listen, you're not smart enough to know not to eat five Big Macs for dinner. Right. So we're now rationing your food. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what they've done. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing in New York with you're not allowed to buy a 20-ounce soda. That's why all these companies have gone to these 16.9-ounce sodas because of one state. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're now to the point that the government is allowed to tell you you're not smart enough to make this decision, so we've made it for you. Yeah. No, it's a That's big deal. a huge problem. Which is why we cannot be divided. Exactly. Yeah. So it is five. I do remember it, AJ was whatever, but it was Phillips yeah. and King and Ventura pulled out. Okay. So they're, they're not going at all now? They're not okay. going to PC. I didn't know that. Who is, yeah. in what cigar is that? Phil, uh, Phillips and King and Ventura. So Ventura is like uh, um, the uh, uh, AJ. He was the rep for Ventura. And then Phillips and King, they do a lot of, a little bit of everything. Phillips and King is... is, More accessory-wise? Is owned under the same umbrella as the company that owns TPE. Yeah. Okay. So they have multiple avenues. Um, It's a huge conglomerate company. Okay. Um, Phillips and King is a small portion of that, right? Um, and they handle a lot of different products on on our side of cigars, okay, accessories, all kinds of things, right? Okay. But the company as a whole is humongous. Yeah. They own so many different things. They own the TPE trade show. They own, uh, I think it's Tobacco Business Magazine, or, yeah. or yeah. okay. So they they're they're a huge company. So that one doesn't surprise me because they have. TPE. Yeah, they have vested. They have vested vested interest in, in another trade show in the, yeah. the in the competitor show. Yeah, much. exactly. So. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I understand. They do. And yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Well, before we get to the actual news that we want to talk about, yes, let's talk about the cigar real quick. Let's talk about the beer first. Beer. You have not talked about the beer, which I am now empty of, except for a little backwash <laughs> and enjoyed out of. I don't. You didn't. I've noticed you've got beer left. I do. I have it all the way over here. He wasn't sharing. I don't, need, I I don't need more. But well, too bad you're, you 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 bust my balls on air. You get more beer. Uh, so this one is the Stiff Station Special. Um, it is bright and refreshing brew made only for our Stiff Station tap room. Um, it is inspired by the ESB. I got it right the first time. <laughs> 
and is an approachable and well-balanced selection for craft beer novices and connoisseurs alike. It is velvety cereal and biscuit notes and a bright citrusy backbone that is sure to quench any thirst. Um, IBU 38, ABV 5%, and again, this is only at their Stiff Station location. This is, this is a really nice beer at the end of the day. I've, yeah. I've enjoyed yeah. this one a lot. It's very, yeah, it, it is, is really very good. fresh. I, it's refreshing. I, I yeah. went there, and I was there for about an hour and a half or so beforehand. Had a blues player there playing, really nice. cool. Played a lot of 90s rock. It was awesome. Really? Um, and then I just was drinking the Nitro uh, Seamus. Just keep them nice. coming. And then I was like, okay, now I actually need to pick something for the show, and I didn't think we had this one yet, but no, nice, no good choice. <laughs> yeah, we're going all the way around. Yeah, but again, thanks for uh, Stone's Throw for this one. Remember Man. to support the people who support us. Yeah. Now back on this cigar. Yes, uh, I'm getting at this point nice marzipan and I think uh, some green beans. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I get a lot of cocoa and leather still. I yeah. this cigar does not yeah. change that to me. We've talked about. It. I know you get uh, earthiness, and I, I certainly there's a component of that mm-hmm. to me. Um, the the co- the cocoa does not go away from the on this car. It's yeah. just right through it, right down the middle of this the yeah. whole thing. It doesn't leave, and I, I don't want to say it overshadows everything, but it's just such a nice flavor. It, it's the most everything else kind of mixes around yeah. that, yeah. which is nice. It's the it's the note that stays through throughout. Well, and it complements everything else, yeah. and I, I like leather. Um, <laughs> you you uh, even shot me a look i did i actually told you to laugh i pointed at you um uh but i i, I do like the leather part of this because i think yeah. the cocoa really plays nice with it yeah. so yeah. this is just a great cigar uh one of the things i like about this and uh crystal balls and i'm gonna refer to it incorrectly but um is that a lot of these cigars have that cocoa in it that I just like. Yeah. I mean, it's just I'm with you. when I want a cocoa, this is a go-to. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a nice yeah. solid, solid cigar. So, yeah, and I mean, this is one of the cigars that I actually do smoke on the regular because I, I really do enjoy it. This is like I was saying, this is probably my, probably my favorite San Cristobal okay. um, that they have out there. Not my favorite Ashton, but of the San Cristobal line, it, it's it's either this or the quintessence. I always go back and forth because sometimes when I want that spice, definitely go for that quintessence. Because you're when, not decisive. I'm not. Um, but when I want that cocoa-y aspect, aspect, you know, this is the uh, the one I'll go for on that. Um, this one we're having is the uh, Decadence. It's a 6.5 by 52. Also comes in a, in the uh, Bellicoso, five and three quarter by fifty-four, and the Opulence, which is a five and a half by fifty. Um, so I'd like to congratulate you guys on getting fully on board with the funky names of sizes. <laughs> oh yeah, train. Oh, we're all over the board. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That makes it so that I don't know what they actually are. That's. I just want to say thank you. You should try to do that from a uh, a salesman standpoint. You're trying to learn all the products, you know. I bet. I bet. We were we were smoking one the other yeah. night, and then he says it's called the Toro, and I went, "They oh. didn't get the damn memo." <laughs> but, what's, but what's the real name? Right? Yeah. No, that's not the real name. <laughs> and the Bellicoso is actually not called the Bellicoso. It's called the Eminence. So is it? Yeah. The the wrapper on this. It's just so beautiful, but this this cigar yeah. is lovely. I, I do love this. Yeah. I don't so, smoke enough of these, but I, I I do enjoy them when we do. So this is a limited product from us. So we only make a couple thousand boxes every year of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't find this cigar everywhere. Um, 
but when you do um give it a try mm-hmm. i mean it is i'm pretty sure this one was on our mid-range level on both of our yeah lists i, th- I, I believe uh, because it does fall right in that yeah right in that on the higher on the teetering towards a higher of the mid-range yeah. level yeah. um but still well well worth you know yeah everything. oh yeah yeah they're they're uh the blend on this thing, I mean, it's just so well balanced. Yeah. Yeah. It's complex, but it, it it's consistent yeah. at the yeah. same time. So, and, and like Mark was saying, I mean, the, the Mexican San Andreas, you know, there, you know, you you made note on it a couple weeks ago when we did that uh, the Neanderthal. You know, at, yeah. at at one point the Mexican San Andreas was kind of just like Ugh, whatever, yeah. but now it's you, like you wouldn't say the word Mexican out loud about a cigar. Yeah, but now it's like it's what people actually you know, looking for in right. a cigar is, is that, is that San Andreas wrapper and you're getting yeah. so much flavor out of that. And with this one being the Oscuro, Oh yeah. Yeah. But it I mean, it is, it, it, when you look at it, you don't think a Oscuro wrap, you, you know, it just doesn't have that, that black to it. It's still a, it's a really dark chestnutty yeah. color, but it's a excellent, excellent cigar. And I'm picking the band out of the ashtray. It has a sort of combined two part band. Yep. The, the the band came off nice. It's one of my new yeah. things. Yeah, that that's I'm one of your pet peeves. Is... Um, it came off easily. What did you just say? Came pet, off. pet peeve? Pet peeves. Pet peeves. Pet Because <laughs> um, one of my complaints about the Neanderthal was the wrapper was really hard to get off yeah. the cigar, which yeah. makes me want to just, you know, at some throw point it throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the band is beautiful. You got this. The this, this is the line. chess. This is how 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 have we come with the uh, the chess piece talk? Have you talked to your higher up shit on on the getting the San Cristobal parrot on me? <laughs> you know, I, I haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> I have a plan to, but I got you know I got to get uh, got to get you yeah you know, get those yeah I got to get a little pull. With you got to get those good numbers first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get those Paul numbers right. Good, good, good call on that. <laughs> I would I would make yourself be salesman of the year about four or five times in a row before. I <laughs> and then that yeah, up. and then you're like yeah. So I have this asshole and, friend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, let's get to the actual news that we want to talk about yeah. uh, this week. So, news coming out that uh, it, now is it gone into effect, or they're talking about going into effect? No, it's going into effect. So, I, I, I think it's it's either in effect or will be extremely shortly. So, with if you get cigars shipped to you by UPS. a cigar factory or anything like that, any time that they know that their cigars in the package right. with UPS, you now have to be you have to sign for it if you're 21 and up. Anybody has to sign for it, but you have to you be, have to prove you're you have 21. to prove you're 21 or older and sign for it. And there's a, an additional charge, is my understanding for that. Yeah, six dollars. That's so. what somebody said online. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure of the charge, but I yeah, haven't, it's six I haven't heard a number yet. On I heard that. six. So it's yeah. just it's just one of those things that I. It's still there's not a lot of info out there on. Yeah. So like. Does that mean my concierge service can sign for it, or I do know. I? Does you know whoever well this is, is actually, labeled to can sign for it because I mean if that's the case I'm gonna just have to have everything shipped to the shop now right. and not to my concierge service. Yeah, so this has been in in effect for wine and you can't ship mm-hmm. hard liquor to Arkansas I believe, but you can ship wine. There's there's no. different no wine at all. But but states where you can ship alcohol this has been in effect yeah. for for a while now. Yeah, it's been one of the it's it's um there's complexity to this argument right it's um. There's a lot of discussion to this, and we can talk about the law in particular. This is a big step. So yeah. let's first acknowledge what this means. This means this is the first step of what 
uh, I think, and I'll just say this, and you guys can counter, the, uh, you know, comment on this. This could be the first step into no more online sales. Let's let's acknowledge what this could be. Um, there are others that don't want you don't want to ship tobacco, right? And and so some of them are already saying we don't want to do this. It's hard to ship alcohol um, yeah. already. Yeah, it's going to get that hard to ship to tobacco and. It could be to the point where online sales are impossible. Now, I always thought it was going to be impossible because the manuf- because the seller could not verify that you were 21. But maybe this is the way that yeah. people who want to stop the sale of tobacco. Yeah. And be clear, there are people who do. Yeah. Um, this this may be the, the, the lever they try to apply. Yeah. And, and as of right now, it's just UPS. It doesn't affect like FedEx or USPS. FedEx will not deliver tobacco anymore. Right. right. So they had a lawsuit um, about uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, they got sued by the state of New York. And it, and it was a multi-million dollar lawsuit that they settled on. And FedEx said, we no longer will ship tobacco in any manner. Yep. So as a retail shop and as a manufacturer, we can we do not have the option to ship through FedEx anymore. Okay. And there's some people online who will tell you that the United States Postal Service will not ship tobacco as well. Yeah. Um, that is not as clear. FedEx it was is, like, I mean, we've done... has said clearly that they will not yep. ship. If they know there's tobacco in there, they will not ship. Yep. Um, well, it's like when we, when we send stuff to listeners and, you know, trades and stuff like that, they're always like, what's in there? Like merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> Just magazines. Merchandise. Right. <laughs> Don't bend them. Right. Um, and so. Fragile. USPS <laughs> is, is not as clear. U, UPS has been the only one that, that has said we will. Yep. And now they're implementing this. This is a big deal. And I It is. When I saw this, I immediately texted Aaron and said, "and said this, this is what I wanted to discuss yeah. on air, because to me, this is a big deal. We we talk. We're obviously in a retail shop right now. Yep, we're big B and M guys. We all believe in the B and M way of life. Yeah, we believe the culture that's in here. We also believe that the brick and mortar businesses are critical to the success of the overall cigar, but." I also believe, and Aaron's going to disagree with me on this, that the online guys provide value. I think no, I, no, I, 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 I agree with you that they provide value, and I, I don't want to see them go away. Yeah. But this is the first step to them going away in my mind, yeah. and I am raising the flag. This is Mark Doom and Gloom. You're getting Mark and Doom. Gloom. I'll tell a funny story later. I don't know what it is. I'll make it up on the fly. <laughs> but um, this is a big deal. This yeah. is a big, big yeah. deal. And to me, this is a bigger deal than age going from 18 to 21, even though we're all a little more outraged about this. This is the one I, um, other than the weird FDA thing that was coming out, which I don't know what the hell to make of that, so I'm not going to comment <laughs> on it. This is this may be the biggest story of the Space year. Space Force. Right, right. <laughs> this may be the biggest story of the year. Yeah, because the, the, like you said, you know, the age thing, it doesn't affect us. It sucks. It doesn't affect me. I don't care as much. This one, this one would have a lasting effect with everybody. This one is a is a big step, and this is a lever that some of the anti-smoking people are going to be able to use yeah. to really put pressure on the industry that we don't want pressure to be applied on. Yep. So this is a big deal. Yeah. This is the part where I'm going to say um, I saw the CRA packs are still up there, and I'm going to remind everybody that CRA, no organization is perfect. 
Um, I think CRA does a good job. This is the way you can support somebody who's, who's looking out for your interests. Um, I smoked a couple. I smoked the Andalusian bull who was in that pack mm-hmm. and the Opusec this, this week. Um, and um, they were excellent. Yeah, I think I've got like maybe one or two left of that yeah. pack. Not much at all. So uh, it's a great way to, to support an organization that's, that's uh, working on supporting your interests. So. Yeah, CRA uh, is is a great way of doing that, and, yeah. and I think you know I'm going to remind everybody at this point. But and you get a yeah. year membership and yeah. out of that pack, which at I can't speak for every shop, but our shop you get a 10 percent off if you're a CRA member. Just show us your card or key fob yeah. or whatever you have on us. So the Only, the uh, yeah. the UPS deal I think is also a um, a stepping stone for um, the. Uh, tobacco tax um are you collection yeah. yeah so yeah. right now these companies don't they online retailers don't have to pay tobacco tax it's the responsibility of the purchaser to pay that tobacco tax and nobody reports that right yeah, yeah. so this creates a platform for them to say hey we have a record now of every All person that purchased every single one of these things we have a signature and a proof of delivery for every single one of these things. So we now have a way to track that tax. Yeah. So I always frustrated me as somebody who owned a shop. I'd have guys come in and compare my fully taxed stick yeah. price to their non-fully taxed stick. In yeah. Illinois, that tax was significant. And you'd have people compare in um, whether I agree with the tax or not is irrelevant. I have to pay it. Yeah. And you'd have people say that I basically imply that I was charging them, putting extra money in my pocket, and you're going, I am simply yeah. not doing that. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not going to comment on the fairness of taxes because that's a it's it's, that's it's a whole for a different discussion, it's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a different but, podcast. Yeah, not a different episode. We but, and it. it's one of those things with Amazon. I, I'm a heavy user. I used to be a heavy user of Amazon. I still use it a little bit. I use Chewies for dog food for my dog and all of that. Um, whether you think taxes are fair, they should really apply evenly. Yeah. And the fact is, um, it really creates an uneven, uneven economic environment that I don't really care for. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a big supporter of local businesses. Aaron and I talk about this all the yeah. time. We talk about Stone Star. We love the local. We're lucky in Little Rock. We have fantastic food. We yeah. have fantastic uh, yeah. breweries. We have all these local businesses. And I hate to think of them at a disadvantage yeah. to people who don't yeah. support our local well, and the, I mean, soccer teams and yeah. baseball teams and all those things. I, I love our local businesses. We're blessed here. Well, and that's why I mean, support your local businesses. And They're that's the what I work. Yeah. Best. Everything I work is is small mom and pop shop. I'm not, I'm not one to want to work for a big corporation just because I, I just don't want to. That's not my outlook on what it is. I support local. I work at local. So that's just, that's just me. Everybody's going to be a little differently. You know, some people would rather save a buck and go big conglomerate than, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that one. Sure. A dollar is not enough to make a difference. Well, you know what I mean? But But when you look at it from, you know, a tobacco tax yeah, standpoint, from a, from, I mean, that's a significant amount oh, yeah, of money. From, yeah, for a year of a half a million transactions. Yeah, yeah, that makes a big difference. Yeah. So I feel a little criticized as the guy who works for a big corporation. <laughs> um, but I understand the point. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the deal is the local people um, 
are in our corp are in our communities and we need to support those. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to, uh, we need to make sure that, um, you know, things are fair and, and yeah. I'm big on fair and I, whether a big, my, my point about supporting if the, the, is the, the tax situation just needs to be the same. Yeah. It's just, and I, I have cigar brothers and sisters who I love dearly who disagree with me on this issue. I understand that. Um, I just don't like the fact that Brandon is, um, is not being treated the same as, as someone else who, who I have access to to buy cigars. Yeah. And, and I've had people argue with me about the unfairness of taxes. And my answer is that has nothing to do with Brandon. Brandon is not creating the tax. Yeah. Go argue with your legislature. Yeah. They created the tax. You're arguing with the wrong people, but they're in place and you are breaking the law by not, paying them and while i i don't like that part that they're tracking creating databases because i I somebody who creates databases for a living yeah um um but that i agree that could be very well one of the uses of that database they're always watching there's a lot of of aspects that that this could lead to right this first step to many changes this will be the second biggest story of the year the 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 proposal to break out from the fda will be the biggest story once we figure out what the hell that means um but we don't know what that means yet yeah so cool well it's about that time it's about that time you haven't been one for it's been a little while. Three months now. Yeah. I've been I've been keeping up though. I've been uh you know, listening to the stuff. Yeah. Uh the I think the the basketball to the face one you guys did with uh with Tim Grissom yeah. on that episode. I think you're wrong on that. I don't I don't I think you would do that once and you would realize how much it really hurts and you would the, not do it again. Once it breaks his nose and then yeah. the next one his nose cartridge goes back in his brain. See, I'm, yeah. still, I'm, st- I'm still I'm still I'm still I'm still rolling that I always wear a hat. So it's going to hit my hat first. He's wrong. Oh, it'd break your glasses. Yeah. But and then that's going to cause cuts. I mean, it could. He could have glass LASIK. in your eye. He get LASIK. <laughs> I agree. I could I not agree with you more. I, I, on I that. can't. I look weird without glasses. I can't. Yeah. Even if I get LASIK, I'm still. I'm, I'm a legend. Low in sight. I look weird without with glasses. Yes, I know. Thank <laughs> and, you. And without. <laughs> yes. All right. This week, everybody knows the rules. Million dollars. But. Whenever you stumble. Now, it doesn't say what type of stumble. It doesn't say stumble with words or stumble like you're walking. So, you want to say both? Both stumble? Sure. You have to smell a stranger's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I love these cards so much. What in the world? I love these cards. Well, since we heard a couple of them before the show that you chose in lieu of this, (laughs) let me start with... This is Timmy. This is well better than those. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I'm going no on this too. There's no chance. Aaron's an automatic yes because he likes smelling strangers. Oh, I know. Ass. He's you know. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, it, it. It. I can go. I can. You know, if I'm stumbling already, I'm falling down, and I just have to go a little quick little. I don't have to go like. Like that. He's thought about it in detail. <laughs> this well, is the I, problem with this game. He's had a chance for an hour and a half to build his answer. Here's the problem with this. And, I have, I don't, and, and I'm going to try to the change your, your, your yeah, mind here. Cha- cha- change my point of view. So you're, you're thinking of it from the people around you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about complete strangers. You have complete no strangers. idea about their <laughs> hygiene habits. Does it say stranger? Oh, it does. It does say stranger. It does. You have no idea about their hygiene habits. Uh, you have no idea what sort of... Uh, Diet. I mean, this is how you get pink eye. <laughs> Come on now. Wait, it doesn't say I have to like be all up in Main Street. I'm just saying... Down on You have Main no idea Street. who these people are. And then the other side of it is, if they catch you... <laughs> They're not going to be happy about it. Some of them might be, yeah, but uh, the mass majority are probably not going to be okay with you doing this. I I can't. Okay, I've like tripped a couple times, you know, in the past you year. You stumble maybe. over words, though. I know, so that's why I'm. I'm. <sighs> There's one. All right. <laughs> no, gonna, not, let me go not, get a stranger real quick. Bring him in here. That's not a stumble. That's, that's a just fall. me waiting. That's a fall on words. That's uh, not a stumble. All right, fine. We'll just we'll just go trip then. Stumble trip when you walk. No, that's not what you said. You can't change it to justify your oh, answer. Oh bullshit! Now. We change the rules all the time. No. I, I'm I'm still gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna roll the dice. Yeah. There's no way it, you would actually do this. If it, if that only equates to one time a month, for a million dollars, I can do that shit. It's. I'm sure it's way more than you think. So if you had to smell a stranger's ass once a day, which is what I would think it would be. <laughs> God, what a weird question. <laughs> you the, the one record, that did it. No. You picked this question. Rooster you Teeth did it. it. Rooster Teeth did it. Well, I, you want me to go back to the other one? <laughs> no. No. Because that's a no, too. <laughs> no, that's a hard no. <laughs> There's not even thinking about that right. one. There's no way you would actually go through with this. So what if we combine the two answers, and if you had to loogie in a stranger's ass? <laughs> That's it. That's how we walk off. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Steve. Thanks so much for being back. Yeah, we yeah. miss you, brother. Hang on, well, I got one more point. Oh, what? How easily you gag, and you're gonna you're gonna take this. <laughs> he likes it. I'm telling Come you. Come on. <laughs> you got some sort of weird fetish that we don't know I, about. Like I gag, I gagged before we even went on air. I know. Just just with me breathing. <laughs> I wasn't even sure what you were gagging about. I thought it was maybe Steve. Uh, uh no, thanks for being back. We'll have you on, and we're not sure when this one's going to come out. Uh, it's going to be a couple weeks, probably. But yeah. you're going to be back in town for an event in roughly a month, a little over a month, five weeks, yep. I guess, for now. Special five, six weeks, yeah, yep, so uh, that, for an event. So if you guys are in Little Rock, uh, March 21st, I believe. 27th, I think. Yep. Oh, yeah, it is, yep, it is the 27th. 21st, I'm in Aruba, so you'll be here the week after I get back. Yeah, so yep. if you guys are in Little Rock around March 27th, uh, come by for a, a great Ashton event. We're going to have uh, some good deals going on. Of course, we'll have great cigars. Yep. Um, so you're going to see Steve in a suit. That's right. I'll be uh, suited and booted, boys. Yep. You looked uh, You looked most sweet last night. Yeah, I was, I was sharp, right? You did look sharp. I had what, a three-piece suit on, bro. You did. Oh, three-piece. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was looking good. Sharp dress, sharp fresh fresh, fresh dress, haircut, three-piece suit, had my Cole Hans. I was rocking it. So, have, you, have you found a barbershop? No. Uh, I went to Will. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm going to have to find one, though, because I can't go that long without a haircut. I know. Five weeks. It just is... starts growing too too quick. So. You become a hippie. Yeah. Start looking like me. to find one. I'm yeah. not going to let that happen. A whole lot of ugly. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to let that <laughs> <Yeah>. happen. Oh. <laughs> 
No, I appreciate you guys having yeah. me on. This, this was a lot of fun. I was talking to Mark today. I miss doing this, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's such a great time. Yeah. Um, and, and having this great conversation with you guys is awesome. So, mm-hmm. thank you. It's been a ton of fun. Yep, it's been good. And, you know, yeah, we'll have you on as many times as we can. I'll be back. Amen, brother. All right. Well, we uh, will see you all next week. Be the good. Later. Later.